would have been nice to just listen to them and enjoy them. Um, so we get into the noon and even beyond noon. Amen. But um, it has fallen on me to give you, share a few words on this very special occasion. Um, and I feel really privileged on it. And also humbled to be asked by the senior pastor to share um, with us all, especially our mothers, on this very special occasion. Amen. I also take this opportunity to thank you, brethren, for their warmth of fellowship. Give them a hand. Is a I wonder why you only sing once in a year. I also want to, on behalf of my wife and family, thank you all for your show of love, commitment, and um, concern for the period that we have been away um, pursuing um, some um, assignments, studies, and other programs that have kept us away for the last month or so. We really missed the fellowship, as they say, home sweet home. There's no better place than home. Amen. As I thought about Mother's Day, so many things um, come to mind. And it's a mixed feeling. It's a joyful time. It's also a reflective time. Hallelujah. There is a scripture in the New Testament, which is in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58, and it says that, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. This scripture summarizes what we call resilience or steadfastness or ubejina pintin. Hallelujah. And I want us to base our, my short exhortation this morning on resilience. This is something I've been thinking about this whole month and I believe that it will help you as a mother, spiritual mother, biological mother, foster mother, grandmother, whatever kind of mother you are, even a fatherly mother. Amen. You know, we, we, we have fathers. We, I will explain further and you understand when we get to that point. So let's ask the Lord to give us understanding in His Word. Let us pray. Father, we thank You for this morning and for the privilege of sharing in Your Word. And for the fellowship, all the messages we have received since our opening prayer with the children, with the youth, with our fathers, with our choir, and with all the gifts and sharing, we say thank you. We pray, oh God, at this moment that you reveal your word to us. Impress your word, which is spirit, into our life, that we will come alive in Jesus' name. Amen. 
So the subject this morning is actually the subject of resilience. When I say resilience, I'm talking also about steadfastness. I'm talking about standing firm in the midst of storms, in the midst of adversity, in the midst of winds that are contrary. Amen. You know, I was thinking about mothers and somehow I wasn't thinking about mothers like Sarah, who are great models in the Bible. Mothers like Naomi, who are great models. But the Lord led me to a strange mother in the Bible, in the book of Genesis, in chapter 16. A woman that many of us, when we think about we think about our present day fears. But I, as the, I tried to understand this woman, I saw that a lot of the affliction and the trouble she went through was through no fault of hers. Her name is Hagar. The Bible said in Genesis chapter 16 that when Abraham's wife, Sarah, had delayed in giving birth, she made a suggestion to the husband that why don't you take my maid, Hagar, and have a child. Even though Abraham was the one God had spoken to, even though Sarah had heard God through Abraham talk to them about the child of promise, when they were waiting, they couldn't wait any longer. The scripture said, and they, she suggested to the husband, take my maid, Hagar. So she didn't come into the so-called mistake by her own decision. She didn't scheme her way into the arena, into the inner chamber of Father Abraham. She was a victim of circumstances. And I say to mothers and women, sisters, who are agonizing, even though we are celebrating on the surface, somebody wrote a book, Beneath the Surface. Underneath all the, the seeming glory of white and cream and beauty and all the things that we, the, the, the beauty, the things that we use to put underneath the real agonies. Is this question that Hagar must have asked herself. I didn't bring this trouble upon myself. She just was a, 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 a maid servant doing her job, helping. And it was the mistress who connived with the husband, the master. He said, let's put this child in this way. And the scripture said, and when she took seed, it became a problem in the house. And I'm, I know that there are people that say to themselves, oh, I didn't bring this upon myself. Even this, I, I didn't plan to marry this kind of man. Actually, there was that other one that I wanted. That I, I, I knew that was the right person. But somehow, because of my this or that, this friend or something, I didn't really want this job. I didn't really want this situation. But somehow, yeah, yeah. Faced with adversity, not brought about by your own invention, 
brought about by circumstances. We didn't choose who to be born to. We didn't choose our mothers. We didn't choose our fathers. God. So sometimes when we are blamed all and we don't even have any to blame, we now have to blame God. And one late a minister friend of mine, he used to preach a sermon, he said, don't blame God. Don't blame God. He used to speak English very well. When he's introducing his message, he said, I would like to talk extemplinariously on the topic of don't blame God. So, when we are blamed all, then we have to blame God. Hagar, the scripture says in Genesis chapter 16, says, now Sarah, Abraham's wife, bare him no children, and that she had a handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. And unto Abraham, behold, now the Lord has restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go into my maid, it may be that I may obtain children by her. It was not her plan. Many of the situations that we agonize over, Especially as mothers, if you look at it, sometimes your husband is blaming you for everything, but you know that it's not your fault. And when your children grow up, the man was not at home. You know when the children were talking, and they were talking, oh my mother, that's my home. They asked pastor, where was the man? Because all the things was as if from, apart from giving birth, giving seed, Nothing else was done by the man. Everything. My mother did this, and my mother did this, and my mother did this. So where is the man? That's another subject for another day. Adam, where are you? And the scripture said, so she and said, the Lord has restrained me from bearing. I praise you was begging. It was not Hagar who went to beg Abraham. She was not wearing mini skirts to entice Abraham. She was not wearing what? A pushka leke? Or what? I'm aware. You know it. To create any situation. She was just doing her work as an Egyptian maiden. Then the scripture says, Abraham hearkened to the voice of Sarah, not to the voice of the Lord. Then it goes on. Many times the men, when we have done all our mistakes, then it is the women that have to suffer. When we have made, when, 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 when we don't listen, when we are stubborn. Men, are you with me? Don't be angry. Amen. Sometimes there will be the still small voice saying that this thing you want to do, oh, child, mask them. We do it. Then when the, the guards say that, Mokoye Mokusani. She Somebody doesn't deal with another person's case or doesn't talk about another. But when the trouble comes, you see that somebody can deal with your case. So, the scripture says, and he went in into Hagar and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. That was where she went into error. 
And the scripture says, And Sarah said unto Abraham, My wrong be upon thee. I have given my maid into thy bosom. And when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her eyes, and the Lord judged between me and thee. And Abraham said unto Sarah, Behold, thy maid is in thy hand. So the top of that, said, okay, it's not my fault. She said, oh, do what you like. Do as it please thee. And when Sarah dealt hardly with her, see, this is, there's not, we can't go into this. Sarah, the scripture says she's a godly woman. But she's the first woman. Mother of us all. But here the scripture says, and Sarah dealt hardly with her. Sarah dealt, that is the carnal, that is the, the fleshly part of the human being. You know, sometimes when we are dealing with people that we think are, are, are infallible or are high spiritually or high position, our mothers, our stepmothers, aunties, and all of that, grandmothers, we, 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 we have a position, our theology, especially per, uh, evangelicals and charismatic Pentecostals, uh, our theology makes it many people that we idolize is missing on us. But the scripture says, and Sarah dealt with her. Hardly. It's to give you an idea, understanding that even in our spirituality, sometimes things go wrong. And when things go wrong, we need to be careful what we say and do. Things, especially that we don't understand. Hallelujah. And the scripture goes on to talk about the fact, because Sarah dealt with her in verse 7. And the angel of the... Go, no, go back to the sister. Let me finish that part. Sarah dealt with her and she fled from her face. Sometimes the pressure can be so much. You wish that the earth opened. You wish that that marriage... Even some of us here, they are sitting as wives and as sisters and you are praying that your husband will die before you so that you can be free. You say, oh, it's true. Because that man has become a thorn in your flesh. There are people in our lifestyle that kind of, you don't say it, it's a non-vocalized prayer. Why for a non-anchor? And so, how come Because the agony was so much. And Sarah dealt with her and she fled. And then the great thing happened. When she fled, and the angel of the Lord found her, I pray the Lord's angel will find you. You can, you can run, but you cannot hide. Especially from the presence of the Lord. Sometimes we are, we are so perplexed. We are so much in adversity. Young girls who want to marry their husband is not coming. Disappointment, this failure. It's like somebody who let you down and there is some kind of pain, agony. You know, think that you, you, you made some mistake. Because she could also have resisted that. Okay, even if it's Father Abraham, still, I want to have my own. But she succumbed, she listened to her madame's voice. And that, the madame herself accepted the mistake and said, My mistake be upon you. And the scripture says, She fled. And when it gets to that situation, only divine intervention, only heaven can help us. And the scripture says, And the angel of the Lord found her. May the angel of the Lord find you. 
Wherever you have gone, in the, you can be in church but you are far. You can be coming around and going through the emotions of spiritual church, and yet you may be far. You need the Lord to find you today. The Lord needs to locate you so He can give you a word in season. In the midst of that situation, of the rumblings, where we are finding somebody to blame, somebody to hold on to and say, it's because of this. It was, you know, some of us, many of us today, who are children or men or women, well, we are, I was telling my son yesterday, you guys are privileged. We didn't get a chance of mad, mommy, daddy, every day we are going to church. We didn't have godly parents. Everybody was doing his own thing. I was listening to the radio during the week, I think Friday afternoon, and I heard people were talking, disabled, people whose parents were disabled. And a young man, a lady was talking about the father, her mother was crippled. As soon as the mother, the father saw that the woman couldn't walk again, he, 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 he ran off. And the young woman begged by the day for money. That's her job. When she makes the money, she comes to make catering stuff. And then the girl goes to sell. That's how she's looking after herself to go to school. And I said, this is a great story of resilience. Resistance. She will not allow life to pressure Somebody would have said, let me, just take, let, me, let me just take some medication and die. The man doesn't show up. This our generation of children here in this church, here, many of them are, are fortunate. But there are, some of us, we didn't get that everybody sitting in a car on a Sunday going to church. Christian preacher is talking to you on live right and fear the Lord. You are, you are, you are, you are blessed. It's a different game. And some of you will even say, oh, me, my mother is a single parent. My if you, you are blessed more than us. We, we didn't get anybody. No mother or father to show you who, who Christ is. For you to even go to God. All, it, all we are doing is because the angel of the Lord found us. We are here because the Lord found us. And you too. Stop lamenting because one, somehow you are here. Once you are here, it means that God has located you. The fact that you are hearing my voice, the fact that you can hear a preacher every Sunday, midweek, wherever, I'm telling you that it means the Lord has found you. The important thing is that the Lord didn't find an angelic, supernatural, spectacular something. He brought an angel because of his word. And it's more important what he says. Look at verse 8. And what did the angel say? And he said, Hagar, Sarah's maid. The angel located her, gave her identity. You have an identity. You cannot run away from that. But forget about that identity. Because your real identity is yet to be manifest. Say amen. You may have a, a background of a maid. That is true. But God, in his promise, in his prophetic word to, to, to Hagar, said to her, thou go, Where are you going? And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress. Go to verse 9. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress. Many of us, you just want to be out. Out. And you think that in your mind, you're out of that physical environment, stores the issue. It is not a physical absence. She endured that situation for another 14 years. This is, not, this is not the only time Hagar tried to leave the presence of, of the, 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 the master and the mistress. 
when she led the, when you go to verse chapter 21, you see that she now had to be, to be torn out. That was a real time for her, 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 her move out. And at that time, when she went to chapter 21, she was established because God used her even in the wilderness. The scripture says in the book of Psalms, they, can the Lord prepare a table in the midst of the wilderness? Can he set a table for you in the middle of the wilderness? It is the word that you need. The angel of the Lord said to him, return and submit yourself. Somebody is coming, this one, this one is hard, oh, this one, this one, is, it's a hard matter. He says, return and submit yourself. What is the Lord telling you? That is the message for Hagar. You do what is the word for you. Look at, go to verse, the, the next verse. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, I will mark this is a real word. This is a prophetic word. To somebody says, the Lord is telling you, says, I will multiply you. Thy seed exceedingly. What is exceedingly? More. She, she felt, why does the word of the Lord use exceedingly? Because she felt limited. She felt constrained. She needed to, be, to, 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 to stand and see that, hey, I'm not as little. Because the Lord will multiply you exceedingly. Exceedingly. That means double, double, double. It's not the song that they have been singing from Nigeria. No, not, not that one. It's, ex- it's uncountable. It's that it shall be not numbered for multitude. Hallelujah. You know, when I think about this, hey, sometimes one has to be careful. Even with these Muslims and all this trouble going on, and sometimes when we, we talk about the Islam and all of that, we look at the, the descendants of Hagar in the context of, the, of our Christian faith. But you look at this and you see that, hey, somewhere, somehow, there is something that divine about this whole thing. We, we may not all together understand. Because it says, and I go for him, challenge him. Their, their bombings and all their religious spirituality and all will be wrong. But the blessing that God gave to Hagar is still there. Says, and it shall be. That is why even in the desert, if you know about uh, uh, the history of Dubai, many years ago it was raw, poor, poor, poor desert. Just about 30 years ago. Raw desert. But because of this, not be numbered for multitude. And then it goes to verse 11. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, and shall bear a son, shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord had heard thy affliction. This is the word that you need. Somebody needs that word. To be resilient. Chapter 21 goes on to talk about how she was, the, 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 Sarah spoke to Abraham and said, Cast out the bondwoman. And then she needed to be resilient. Because it got to the point where even water was an issue. But when the word of the Lord came, water, it was she needed. The Bible said there was a fountain, there was a, 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 a stream of a thought around the place. God, it's not a bottle. Water bottle is not enough. When the Lord's word comes to you, it is not a water bottle or a curtain of, of, of aqua fill or aqua water, or whatever that you need. What you need is rivers of living water out of the Holy Spirit. Say Amen. That is what God is leaving, calling us to. And that cannot come to pass unless the child of God has the visitation of the angel of the Lord or the spirit of the Lord, which who brings not just an angel, but carries the word of the Lord. In chapter 21, you see the word of the Lord also came to him. Say, Amen. What am I saying? Whatever situation you are in today, 
as a sister, as a mother, as a grandmother, I will be resilient, be immovable, be unshakable. The scripture says, always abounding in the work of the Lord. You know, and I, I, in this sense, friends, you may be saying, oh, but I'm a man, this whole thing is not about me. You see, you know what something, the scripture, all of us men, do you know that we are also women? Ah, you do know that. Paul said, well, what, what are we talking about when Paul says, my children of whom I travail until Christ is formed in you. Man, Paul, apostle, he's a man, biological man, spiritual woman. When you sow a seed in a, a child of God, when you get somebody saved, when you establish somebody, you see, the, the, the creation story is a very interesting story. Because when you look at the, the, the way man came, and like we saw the children demonstrate, and the woman came, then the, the continuity of the story is in the fact that all have to come through a woman. That's the mystery of it. It's like the chicken and the egg. For us, for Adam, by creation. But for the subsequent generation of Adam, everybody is by the woman. That's why I talk about the seed of the woman. And the amazing thing, hallelujah, the amazing thing about this thing is that every woman has the capacity to produce, to preserve. Hallelujah. We have the ability to produce. Jesus said to us, in John 15, 16. You did not choose me. I chose you. But you should go. Who, who was he talking to? He was talking to disciples. That you should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain. So who, the, the man has now become a woman bearing fruit. How does a man become a woman bearing fruit? Through soul winning. Through witnessing. Through nursing up. Naturally. Paul said to the, one of the churches. I have labored, my children of whom I have labored. He says, Woe is me if I preach not the gospel, for necessity is laid upon me. That is a travail. And he says that we all, men and women, we are now beginning, we need to come to an understanding that the principles that women use, God used the woman as a type for us as believers. It's not just we, this day, it's not just about women, 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 everything, and the beauty of oh, how they cook for us, and how they give us bread. And you too as a man, you too as a young man, you too as an old man, whoever you are, these things are relevant to you. Say amen. We got to produce. See women, when you look at the, 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 the book of, um, um, uh, what do you call it? Isaiah 49. Verse 15, there's a scripture that says, Can a woman forget her nesting child? You see, and, and that brings up the subject of how we take care of young souls in the Lord. It says, As even if a woman can forget, me, the Lord, I will not forget you. That's also an assurance, a prophetic word. But in the context of soul winning, and in the context of nurturing people in Christ, it is, it is a, 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 an absurdity or abnormality. Hallelujah. And that is our weak our problem now. 
We are not resilient when it comes to pursuing souls to establish them. We, 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 we give up so easily. Once they start giving us stories and telling us things, we just say, okay, I called him twice. I visited, but you see, the scripture says that it should be steadfast, immovable, unshakable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And when we talk about the work of the Lord here, produce, provide for the soul, mothers protect their children. Look at the kangaroo. Look at the eagle and the babies. The little eagle. As they are training them. I'm told that they, 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 leave, they go up in the air, leave them and as they are training, they just come back and they are just about to drop. They come and snatch them. And they do that a few times and if the, the bird is able to fly, then you come of age. Hallelujah. Because they are protective. And you can't touch them. Even our own home cats, the kittens. I, when I was a child, I was told, when you, they, 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 they give birth and you dare attack the, any of the, kit, the, the kittens, you are in trouble. I don't know whether it's still true about the cats today. They are very jealous. And, and that's the way the apostles, the, the Bible says, we should be jealous over the children that we get. That jealousy is the resilience. The, deciding that, hey, I have a soul. I have to master every spiritual resource. When you look at Paul and the way he, he treated his churches, the, he treasured them. He says, my, 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 my joy and my crown is resilience. He will not give up anything for the sake of the soul. Yes, Hagar was in the wilderness dealing with her family matter. That is the natural level. But we, in our generation, are dealing with the spiritual level of spiritual fruitfulness. And the resilience is still, depend, is still, is still on our case. We still need to be resilient. We still need to be resilient in the production. We still need to be resilient in, 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 in the preservation. We still need to be resilient in the provision for, of the, the food. Peter said that my children desire as little babes and desire spiritual milk that you may grow what thereby. So it's part of mothers provide. So fathers, bedroom men and women, all of us youth who have received the life of Christ, the duty is ours to feed. And in feeding, Sometimes it can be difficult. Sometimes the people don't respond well. Sometimes we, we feel tired. Sometimes we are bossed about by all troubles. Sometimes our own headaches. Just like Hagar was boxed in. This morning, as we consider this subject of resilience, decide in your heart that whatever God has placed, whoever God has placed in my you may not be a mother of ten biological children, five biological children. Hallelujah. As you go out there and grab that one, this one is free for all. That's why you don't need to be a prophet or a pastor, evangelist. Anybody can, you can make yourself a mother by your declaration, by sowing the word of God into somebody's life. When you sow it and you are resilient to protect that seed, water the seed, nurture the seed, spend time with the seed, pray. Paul said, I pray for from the day I heard about your faith to the Ephesians, I have not ceased to pray for you. That is nurturing, that is providing, that is that preservation, that is the, the, the resilience in holding forth the seed, that until this seed germinates. And it becomes, you know, all kinds of storms will come. All kinds of issues will come. But I stand 
by the seed which the Lord has given to me. I will not let this seed rot. I will not let the children, the biological children, the spiritual children that God has given me. They are, the scripture says they are for a sign and they are for a wonder. Not until I see my children, my spiritual and my biological children become a sign and a wonder. It is, I'm not finished. The Lord told me many years ago, and I've said it before, that when, 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 I, was, when I was in troubled minds about future, about life, the Lord said, you, you, and you can live in the bottle like a palace, and you can live in a palace and still live in there like a bottle. Choose which way you want. I challenge you this morning as I wind up. You have the capacity, you have the grace, you only need the word of the Lord. Maybe an angel may not come physically, but the word of the Lord in season, the Holy Spirit has come. With his word. I want you to bow your head and pray with me this morning. And make a commitment to the Lord. And say, Lord, give me that resilient heart. Mami Akuma thing. I There is still more time. Don't be discouraged. Maybe it's the ministry you have. Maybe some don't don't give up. Even in the desert, the Lord located Hagar. May he locate you today. May you receive the word of the Lord even in the desert, in the wilderness. May the prophecy of the Lord come to pass concerning your family, concerning your ministry, concerning God's purpose for you. The expectation of the righteous, the scripture says, will not be cut short. Child of God, why are you agonizing? Why are you troubled? The psalmist said, My soul, why art thou cast down? Be strong in the Lord. March forward. Overcome. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless you forevermore. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for doing the things that you have done. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the women you have brought our way. Oh, you are good. You declared when you have finished, when the woman had come, you declared that everything you have done is good. Ah, you are a good God. We bless you this hour for your word that has come to us. We honor you, Lord, having been stirred up to be steadfast. Help us, Lord, by the Spirit of the living God. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, teach us, Lord, establish your kingdom. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Put your hands together.